LQ. Welcome into the Mike and Micah podcast presented by Legendary Sports Network. I'm Mike here with Micah and LQ. The gang is back together. Uh, LQ, we did a podcast last night, but Micah, it's been a minute. So how you doing, Micah? Hey, I'm good, bro. I ain't been around and on the mic, but I've been people isn't going on, bro. Just, I'm raised, bro. I'm happy to be back. Let's get it. Football season is starting up, and of course, we're still doing our divisional previews, trying to get through uh, every single division before the season starts. Usual format, as we've been doing the past uh, couple of episodes, the biggest question for each team, we'll get the best offense, the best defense, and then rank uh, the QBs. Um, and after we rank the QBs, we're going to rank the teams and figure out figure out where we have this division uh, stacking up. We're doing the NFC West today, a very fun division, a lot of uh, conversation. So we're going to get right into it. Mike, I'll start with you here with the NFC champions from last year. Uh, one of the worst Super Bowls that we've ever seen, obviously. Can the Rams run it back and find themselves in the Super Bowl again? Can they go ahead and potentially even win the Super Bowl this year? I definitely think they have a chance to run it back, and I feel like they have good Super Bowl odds in saying that. Um, with the Rams, it's all about, yes, they had a, a great season, and it wasn't one of those seasons that I felt like was an outlier. It took um, incredible, like, 50 and fifty touchdown performances from, like, the Chiefs and Pat Mahomes, or you get a situation where you have the most electric offense in the league. The Rams were solid on offense and defense, and I feel like that's a recipe to win a Super Bowl. Um, they have the best player in the league, in my opinion, or at least the best non-quarterback position player in Aaron Donald. And they have another top five player and probably a top three running back in the lead in Todd Gurley. So with those two anchoring, I mean, you can do anything you want in this league, bro. So I think they have a definite like, chance to get back. LQ? Um, as far as the chance, absolutely, man. With like like Micah said, man, with that defense playing the way they play, uh, the offense definitely is always gonna be one of the most prolific offenses in the league as long as Sean McVay are leading them. So definitely they do have the potential to be there. I do think we will see some regression. Like I don't think they'll be the best team in the NFC this year by any stretch of the imagination, but Super Bowl is definitely still a possibility with the way that they've constructed their roster. Yeah, uh, when it comes when it comes to the Rams, I I think it's interesting. Uh, it's usually besides the Patriots, it's kind of tough to get back to the Super Bowl. Um, they did end up losing Sue. Um, they uh, they have Jared Goff. They just signed into an extension, actually locking him in for the next six years as the Rams QB. That offense is always going to produce, but I mean, it didn't really happen in uh, it didn't really happen in the Super Bowl as Bill Belichick was able to stifle whatever McVay had planned. But there's a chance. Do I think that they'll be back in the Super Bowl? I do not. I think that the Rams uh, schedule gets a little bit tougher. I just think that everything has to work perfectly for you to get to the Super Bowl and for you to go back to back years, no matter how good uh, Aaron Donald is. I don't think that uh, Jared Goff and that, that offense will be able to go ahead and keep up uh, the pace. I do want to bring up another, um, Another question concerning the Rams with Todd Gurley. We saw that he wasn't really himself um, in the last couple of weeks and in the postseason, obviously. In the Super Bowl, uh, what's his name, was, ended up being the starting running back, and Todd Gurley was – Todd Gurley became basically the backup because of knee issues. Is that something that you should be worried about going into this season, or do you think he's going to be a full goal again, LQ? 
Um, I'm not quite sure, honestly, man. The two torn ACLs is never a good thing, and I I've read somewhere about the uh, arthritic pains that he gets from time to time. So that's definitely not a good sign. Um, as long as they can play, absolutely. Like you said, uh, C.J. Anderson was burrito bursting through the line <laughs> last year. So, you know what I'm saying? I, I do think they'll be all right. Uh, they drafted Dar- Darrell Henderson from, uh, I believe, Memphis he came yep. from. And he was a standout yeah. yep. there. Um, he averaged almost player. nine yards a carry, and that's insane. So, you put him behind that same offensive line, I think uh, he'll have a lot of success. So, no matter which back they use, I don't – think that that will be one of their problems this year. Michael, as as game. honestly, I tend to agree with that. Um, As far as just running situations go and, like, lines you can run behind, the Rams have a pretty good line there. I wouldn't say that up there with, like, the Cowboys, but if Todd Gurley can run behind it, you see C.J. Anderson running behind it and producing in pivotal games. And I think guys like Darrell Henderson and Malcolm Brown could possibly fill in in spots. Of course, they won't match the God-given talents Todd really has, but if you need them in tough spots and when it gets, you know, when it gets to that part of the season, you may not have them. I think they can fill in. Um, Hopefully Todd Gurley, you know, regains what he has and he doesn't regress too bad. But I think you'll get a great production out of a great running back. So I don't think it completely hinder his game. And one thing about him, he is a receiving back as well as a feature three down, four down back. So I think you can get good production out of him still. I think Sean McVay will find ways to uh, not to compartmentalize his talent, he'll still produce on the field. So I'm not really too worried about it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not worried about. I guess the Rams just because, we, like we said, C.J. Anderson was able to produce as a running back. I'm more worried for Todd Gurley. Running back's lifespan is just our career span. Let me say it's just very, very short. And one injury after another, they start to pile up and. I mean, be, until Zeke gets his contract, obviously he's the highest paid, highest paid running back. That's a conversation on whether running back should be paid or not. But I just think it's going to be tough for him to get back to that level he was uh, last year. I think he's going to probably take a couple of steps back. He's still going to be great, like you said. He he can still catch passes out and uh, be a feature back. But you put yourself in an ability to draft Henderson and basically make that become a one-two punch so that Todd Gurley doesn't get all that wear and tear on his knees and on his body throughout the season. And you could use him uh you could use him when you really need him in the playoffs. But moving on to the Rams from the Rams to the Seattle Seahawks, who just recently acquired Jadavion Clowney from the Houston Texans for a, a bag of chips, uh, a couple of M and M's, maybe an Arizona iced tea. Uh, Netflix subscription. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But they're only paying for a year because they really were able to swindle the Texas here and get uh, a game changer. So the question, I'll, I'll start with you here, uh, Micah. With the addition of Jadavion Clowney to that defense, are the Seahawks serious contenders again? Does that put them in another realm with the Rams, the Saints, the Packers, Bears, those type of teams? Um, I, You know what? I'll say that they're in, condition, excuse me, in contention to possibly be a wild card team. Um, unfortunately, the NFC West has been a pretty competitive division, and I think at least from the top two teams, which are the Rams and the Seahawks, the Rams will probably win the division. Um, that could be that 11 wins to 13 wins. Uh, with the Seahawks and with getting Jadavion Klein, it's huge, bro. They always find a way to get great defensive players 
and pivotal time in their career. Um, is it the same as the Legion of Boom? No. Am I going to expect the same production? No. I mean, yes, they have Bobby Wagner, Mr. I can tackle all over the field, Mr. 99 to Madden somehow. Um, their back end is, of course, not the Legion of Boom. Their front seven, I mean, it's pretty good. And adding to Davion Tony really helps, and maybe you get guys to step up in big roles. Um, you hope that Ziggy Ansah is who he kind of projects to be, and I think he's a pretty good player still. But I think with the Seahawks, it puts them in a good position. I think you add another player to already pretty talented roster and a good coach team, a lot of things can happen. LQ? Uh, to say that they're a contender, I, I'm not sure. Like, I, I know they'll be a really good team, and I know they'll be close to the top. Uh, like, like you guys said, the addition with KJ Wright and Bobby Wagner and Shaquem Griffin there, um, just the swap of Frank Clark for Jadavian Clowney for me is like an insane. Oh, even though that wasn't the trade, but like, you know what I'm saying, just replacing them. It basically like, is, yeah. yeah. Crazy to me. Um, as far as the offense, I still have a lot of questions. So, I mean. Outside of Tyler Lockett, will DK step up? You know, um, who's, who's their he's... lead back? Will it be Carson? Will it be Penny? You know what I'm saying? Mike Davis likes to, you know what I'm saying, get a nice little workload. So there's a lot of questions I still have about them. And I, like I said, they probably won't win the division. So um, there's not too many situations where, you know, that wild card team makes that jump. So we'll see. Um, I don't know. I, I'm big on the Seahawks this year. I like I like everything that they're doing. Um, I think Russell Wilson is one of the best quarterbacks uh, in the NFL, able to produce. It does suck that DK is hurt right now, and uh, they don't know if he's going to be able to go week one, probably, probably a couple weeks until he's back. So he doesn't really have that many receivers. But Russell Wilson is used to that. Um, I don't know. I just think that if you can get somewhat of the Legion of Boom back, obviously he's not going to be as – crazy as it was before, but if you can now have Jadavion Clowney and have all these people go ahead and and produce for you, I think they have a real chance of not even being serious in the division. I think they have, they have enough talent to go ahead and challenge the Rams, who I do believe caught everybody, not by surprise, like everybody in the didn't think they'll be got that good. I think they could potentially make a run, make a run at the Rams and find themselves uh, winning winning that division. But from there, we're going to move on to the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, the Cardinals, it's a new staff. Um, Steve Wolfs was fired last year. They brought in uh, Cliff Kingsbury, had the number one overall pick, uh, drafted Kyler Murray. And the question is going to pertain to Kyler Murray. Uh, usually number one picks, uh, quarterback, you're thinking offensive rookie of the year. Uh is do you guys think that there's a possibility that Kyler Murray can win the rookie of the year with how depleted their O line is? Not a great receiving core, and every, every the situation does not seem great at the present moment for him. Do you think that th- there is a chance that Kyler Murray can uh, win rookie of the year? I start with you, Michael. As much as I love Kyler Murray, bro, and as high as I am on him, the Cardinals are just—I mean, it's just bad. You keep it a hundred, like. Yes, they have certain playmakers in certain spots that will probably make the team seem better what they are, at least on paper. Um, but just as a cohesive unit, bro, the Cardinals are a long way from being back into the playoff fold. I even say that, um, which is crazy just because a couple of years ago, with Carson Palmer at the helm and stuff like that, they were there. Uh, 
they're in a completely new rebuilding. They have young pieces everywhere. Um, Kyler Murray, he can be that guy. I don't think he'll be that guy this season. You mentioned the O line as the as big culprits, and they are big culprits in that. Um, Kyler Murray not winning the Rookie of the Year doesn't mean that he won't be a great player. Uh, I don't really. I mean, being a Rookie of the Year, it's you can have great rookie seasons outside of that too. Um, I guess the biggest thing just for the Cardinals going forward is just progression. Uh, if you keep regressing to this point where they were, I mean, you can't get worse than <laughs> worse than really their record last year at three and thirteen. But if you if you get about six wins on the board, I don't think that's bad. That's a one that's half as many games as you did last year. So um, he won't win rookie of the year, but I think he has good projections on being a good player, and the Cardinals have good projections in the future. Thank you. Uh, it looks like the Cardinals right now are like the uh, Dolphins West. I'm not really <laughs> sure what's going on over there. Uh, Kyler was a, a solid pick, I, I guess, you know, um, with that kind of hype surrounding you and that type of potential and the ceiling and floor being that far apart. I do think that in the future there will be success. I like how they, uh, built around him with uh, the additions of, like, Hakeem Butler and, you know what I'm saying, Andy Isabella, those wide receivers that they can grow together. Um, he does have Larry Fitzgerald to mentor him and those kind of things. But they're missing Patrick Peterson for a few games. I know he's suffering from a suspension. Uh, they signed uh, Alfred, and he's gone for a few games with some injuries. So they got a lot to deal with. So I think, like you said, best-case scenario is maybe, you know what I'm saying, five to six games. Uh, I don't think anybody is expecting the Cardinals to shock the world this year. So to answer your question to win rookie of the year, probably not. Um, I probably think maybe David Montgomery or Josh Jacobs probably has a better shot. Personally, for me, I, I don't know. I'm I'm a big Kyler Murray fan. I've, I've been saying that all offseason when they drafted him. I wanted the Redskins to get him, wanted him to fall. I think he's going to shock the world. I think we could have a, a a Baker type of situation. Obviously, it's not the same where Baker came in like a couple of games into the season. I think Kyler Murray from the first game can just be electric, uh, running, passing. And it. I think you win the rookie of the year in the first three or four games. And if he can go ahead and just capture that excitement from the league and like, oh, Kyler Murray's here. He's that he's that quarterback. I I think he can win him. They're not. It's not. Good. They're not going to win a lot of games this year. Don't get me wrong. But if he could put up those numbers with what he has, I I think he, he's going to give himself a good case. Um, there are good offensive players that came out in the draft, but I don't think there's as much hype with as as much hype as Kyler Murray has going into the season. He's probably already uh, a favorite. You, you obviously have Dwayne Haskins, who could be in an exact a Baker situation, if you want to say, where he comes in six or seven games after and he can he can light it up. But I, I think Kyler Murray has the ability to uh, to light up the league from week one and show everybody what he's made of, especially with Cliff Kingsbury, who at Texas Tech, with, we saw what Patrick Mahomes just put up crazy numbers. Obviously, the NFL is a little bit tougher. It's a little bit faster, but I still think he has the ability to put up put up big numbers uh, with the Arizona Cardinals. And finally, uh, we're going to talk about the 49ers. It was a rough, it was a rough go at it last year. Jimmy G obviously getting hurt, uh, going through a couple quarterbacks. You did find Nick Mullins, who is a good quarterback, probably ended up getting traded uh, soon because I mean, eventually a team's going to need, need a quarterback like him. 
the question I'll start with you here, LQ. Can the 49ers bounce back from the disastrous season they had last year where basically everybody had them as a wild card team and now who knows where they are? Uh, yeah, man. It's uh, I feel like they just got caught in a very bad situation because of everything with Jimmy G. Like uh, They were playing really promising ball his uh, first year there and for him to get hurt last year. And I think they were actually uh, doing pretty good last year before he got hurt. So if there's anything that they can do to try to get him back into a rhythm and playing the way he was playing at first, because uh, what we've seen in the preseason, man, it wasn't the uh, the best. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> it was real rough for him. So um, they, they do have a improved wide receiver core. Um, Kittle is starting to become a household name. So we'll see if he could uh, maintain that level of play. Personally, I think that, his numbers will dip off a bit because, uh, you know, Nick Mullins was a backup quarterback and didn't really, you know, have the arm to get the ball to those weapons. And some of those people were hurt last year. Um, Jerick McKinnon is on the IR right now, and he's out for the season. But they do have uh, some depth at wide receiver. I mean, not wide receiver, but running back. Running so back, yeah. I feel like they'll be okay. They won't miss a beat there. Um, it, it all comes down to their defense, man. They've drafted a defensive lineman in the draft every year since I've been alive. <laughs> so it's like, is is this year going to be the year that sticks. You know, they, that group gets together, sticks, and we see something from it? Um, who knows? But I mean, they have we, some potential to be a wild card team for sure. We got to make sure that uh, Nick Bosa doesn't doesn't hurt himself before he starts playing the game. It feels like yeah, almost man. almost every two weeks we get a new report that he that he's injured or something's going on with him. But Mike, what what are your thoughts on the Forty Nineers this year? I guess being better than four and twelve is accomplished. So <laughs> I mean, no, for real, they they have a technically improved roster. Uh, their defense actually on paper doesn't look bad at all. I'm actually interested on to like how they're going to play, just because like on all levels you go from a line to linebackers to, I mean, I'll say one cornerback at least. They're pretty good. Um, offensively, we kind of know what the situation. Jimmy Garoppolo, he's being paid to be a all pro caliber kind of guy, or at least a very good or competent quarterback. And I mean. Yes, that first couple those games where he went like with five and zero or six and zero or something like that. But he was playing lights out that first season. It got derailed because of injury, but we all saw the preseason as you guys kind of stated. I mean, we hope that's kind of just like preseason jitters and rust, and you know Shanahan can kind of just like mold all that back together. But I could see the Forty Nine ers being a competitive team. I don't know if that means they're a playoff team. I doubt that, but. Like I said, being better than four and twelve, I mean that means five and eleven, six and ten. They might squeak out a seven to nine, but I think they're an average football team on the right path. Uh, I definitely think the moves they made this offseason help out a lot. Yeah, uh, the Forty Nine ers were the hot team last year. They're basically the Browns of this year. Obviously, Browns are have a lot better expectations, but everybody was like, "Well, this team is probably going to make the playoffs, wild card." Jimmy G came in after he got traded and won every game. It was it was great. And then he got hurt, and I think everything from there has has been derailed. I don't know if it's possible for them to bounce back from it, per se, this year. Uh, I think Jimmy G needs a full year to recover. Uh, 
probably it's probably a, a six and ten, seven and nine season. What you said, Micah, is, is better, is improvement, but after the expectations you had two years ago, it definitely must suck to be a 49ers fan. You do have Bosa who has the ability to to be big time for um big time for for your team, but who knows who knows where exactly that's gonna end up if he can't stay stay healthy. But it, it's definitely gonna be interesting to see how the 49ers pan out uh this year. They they do have building blocks, they do have pieces, they're not the Miami Dolphins, obviously. They do have a direction that they're trying to go. Just gotta get uh everything together. Move on to best offense in or I guess ranking the offenses in the NFC West. I'll start with you here, Micah. Who are your rankings? I think we all probably have Rams at number one, but two, three, and four. So, Rams, of course they won in offenses, bro. Most high-powered offenses are one of the most high-powered offenses in the league. Shout out Sean McVay. He's making that thing happen. Um, Now, the rest of them are kind of – I feel like it's a toss-up. Uh, it depends on kind of what the season holds for them. And I think with this season – you might catch the Arizona Cardinals being the second-best offense in the division, and I don't think that's too far-fetched an idea to think that. I think Kyler Murray produces at a, a decent rate, and you get good production out of David Johnson and the weapons on the outside. You can get good offensive production enough to be the second-best offense. Uh, for my third spot, I'm going to have to go with the San Francisco 49ers. Um, I think Jimmy Garoppolo... It's it's too many. I won't say too many weapons. They have the necessary weapons enough to make some noise on the offensive side. Uh, they're definitely not going to be a bad offense. Uh, Kyle Shanahan really doesn't produce bad offenses to say the least. So they're going to do something stat wise, and they're going to put up some scores and some touchdowns. So I'm not too worried about that. And then fourth, the Seattle Seahawks have uh, never been an explosive. I won't say never. They probably had like one or two offensive explosive seasons, but they've always been that defensive team that. 17 points, 21 points, get three touchdowns and we'll win the game. I mean, the stat-wise and stuff like that, Russell Wilson is going to be an efficient quarterback that only gets about 3,000 yards or 3,200 yards. And that's fine because that's their game, and that's how they do it over there. So maybe stat-wise, they're not going to be the best offense. And them being four doesn't mean they're the worst offense completely, but it just means that they're not really that effective. The defense plays a big part in their game. Damn. I was I yeah, was, I was not I, expecting I was that, not expecting that. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, bro. The Seahawks, bro. Nah. LQ, who do you got as your rankings for offense? Um I yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little thrown <laughs> off my bad, bro. <laughs> so we're gonna have to take the Rams at one for you know what I'm saying, obvious reason, man. Sean McVay is very, very good at what he does. Um the Super Bowl, he he just got you know what I'm saying, sometimes you can checkmate it, you feel me? But uh, he definitely learned from that. And I feel like uh, this year, with Cooper Cup being back, you know what I'm saying, in the rotation, and like I said, the addition of Darnell Henderson, I think they'll be pretty nice this year. Um, at two, I'm, I'm going to pick the Seahawks. That's, bro. Not, I mean, that's like, where I was going. Yeah, bro. You, you, got a, you got a Super Bowl winning quarterback in Russell Wilson. Um, you got a freaking DK. I, I know I know you're going to talk about his feet. You know what I'm saying? We're we going to address that one day on this pod because that needs to be talked about. That footwork is – It's not there yet, bro. We're we going to talk about that. But, <laughs> um, yeah, man, they I, I like what they can do. Um, The only position that I'm very uncomfortable with is uh, 
of course, that, that left tackle spot has always been a hole for them, as well as uh, tight end. Ever since Jimmy Graham left, they haven't really gotten any consistency out of the tight end position. So hopefully this year, uh, whatever tight end they – I can't even name him to you, to be honest. Whoever he is, I hope he steps up. I'll pray for you, bro. Um, as far as my third team, it, it was really hard for me trying to figure out who I wanted to disrespect, but I, <laughs> I, I I'm going with the 49ers, bro. I got to pick the 49ers at three, man. You're giving Kyle Shanahan, uh, you know what I'm saying? A full summer of working out with Jimmy G and you got Matt Peridia and Tevin Coleman splitting carries back there. Like I said, Jarek McKinnon would have just been a cherry on top for me. But um, them, Kittle, if he has a great year like he had last year, which I probably don't think. Um, Marquise Goodwin is, I want to say, becoming one of my favorite players in the league just based on his speed alone and the things that he can do when he gets the ball. And by them having a a few different weapons, uh, they have Dante Pettis, who I'm really high on, Um, Devo Samuel, who had a great year last year at Georgia, um, there's a lot of different things that they can do with their offense, and I'm pretty sure that my man Kyle Shanahan is going to take care of it. Um, for number four, man, the only reason why I got the Cardinals here is because I, I just don't trust that O-line. Kyler is uh, my hype man, and I don't <laughs> think I can see over an NFL defensive line right now. So with that being said and the questions around David Johnson's health, like I said, the last couple of years has just always been something with him. And I feel like we've seen the best of David Johnson to this point. So I'm going to have to rank the Cardinals at four, man. Yeah, uh, that, that's exactly where I'm going. I, I got Rams one. Obvious reason, Sean McVay, offensive guru. Uh, Seahawks at number two. I don't know how the Seahawks are at four just because of Russell Wilson himself. I think that he's yeah, going to be – Yeah, that's the reason why. Like, if it was almost any other quarterback, they, they do definitely fall in my rankings. Um, Absolutely. If Geno gets in there, it's a wrap. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's that's pro- that's definitely the worst offense there. Um, with the 49ers three, it's, it's what you said, LQ. I love Kyler Murray as a quarterback, like I said. It's just there's so many questions on offense that I don't believe that um, they have enough to be a better offense than the 49ers. We at least know – that Jimmy G has done it before, and that Jimmy G has George Kittle that he can throw to, whereas with Kyler Murray, it's a lot up in the air. I do think he's he's still going to be able to excel, but offensive-wise and just like ranking, I have the 49ers uh, better. We'll move on to ranking the best defenses. LQ, what do you have as your rankings? Uh, for one, I, I got to go with the Rams, man. The Rams really do it right. Um, I'm, we all know about Aaron Donald and what he brings. But uh, two things I just wanted to highlight real quick are the offseason pickups of Eric Weddle and Clay Matthews. Yeah, you might just look at those as some old guys, you know what I'm saying, just joining a pretty good defense. But the leadership that Clay Matthews is bringing to that defense that's also one of the younger defenses in the league is definitely something that is an underrated pickup of this last offseason, as well as the pickup of um, – Eric Weddle just teaching those young guys in the secondary how to, you know what I'm saying, get better every day. Um, Marcus Peters had a pretty tough end of the last year, and I really expect him to bounce back. Um, Those guys, I know they didn't like the way that the Super Bowl played out, so I I do think they have some more to play for. So I do have to have them at one. 
Um, with the addition of Jadavian Clowney, there is no way that the Seahawks are not two on this list. It's uh, it's insane, man. Just Jadavian Clowney and Bobby Wagner on the same team with KJ Wright is probably one of the best linebacking cores in this league, man. Uh, I don't know if they'll have him on the edge or playing that outside spot like he did a little bit in uh, Houston, but we'll see. I just... I'm just excited to see what Pete Carroll's going to do with that defense, man. Uh, since the Legion of Boom, they haven't been an elite defense. I think this year they might be the closest to coming back to that form. I know it won't be anything on that level, but, you know, something close. Um, three, I, I'm going to have to go with the uh, 49ers, man. I, I don't want to turn this into the uh, Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> I mean, they don't have That's anything. why I have to put them boys at two, hate bro. Podcast, bro. They don't have but... anything. Man, shout yeah, out, man! Shout out, DJ Swanger. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> shout out, DJ and uh, P2, man. But uh, I, I really like what um, San Francisco is doing. Staying young, you know. Uh, Richard Sherman is definitely that veteran leader, and uh, before he got injured in the back half of last year, man, he was having a pretty good season. So I don't really have much to talk about with the Cardinals, but they are my fourth best team. <laughs> Uh, best defense, I'm sorry, in the NFC West. Michael? Yeah, bro. I mean, that whole list right there, I can't even disagree with it, bro. The Rams are one because they have the best defensive player and they have, I feel like, the best front seven. Not just to mention, they have two great corners and now two great states. Basically, they're the best defense in the division. There's not much more to say about it. Um, two, as you said, bro, Javion Clowney adding to already scary front seven is ridiculous. Uh, they're going to wreak havoc, and I don't see them getting up a lot of running or passing yards, just to be frank. I mean, that's just wild. It, it is actually pretty crazy. Um, at three, I'm going to have to go with the 49ers. I feel like they made the proper additions to their defense to be formidable. They'll be a, a mid-tier defense or a pretty good defense, which is that's good for them. That steps in the right direction. Nick Bosa is going to be a great player when he ever he hits the field healthy. Uh, D. Ford's going to wreck havoc. The Ford's Buckner has always been wrecking havoc. Eric Armstead has always been wreaking havoc. Oh boy, Quan um, Alexander. Yeah, shout out Alexander. Um, you hope the back end can live up to it. I don't know if Richard Sherman is a pro like they keep trying to make him to be, but, you know, he's solid right now, so he's going to keep that thing going. And then for four, bro, I mean, yeah, I mean, the Cardinals is not it right now on defense. It's, it's unfortunate. I mean, Terrell Suggs is not the answer. Chandler Jones isn't really the answer either. I mean, you got a guy like Zach Allen who's going to end up starting at your left end spot from Boston College. He's young. He might bring something to it. They got Michael Dogby uh, from Temple as their backup D-tackle. He'll probably get the spot sooner rather than later. Um, but outside of that, bro, it's it's a watch. I mentioned DJ Swearinger. Yes, you know, he has a season, but as a Cardinal, he hasn't been all that, and I don't really expect him to be too great of a player. Uh, and after that, it's just they're four just because they not they don't have the firepower of the first three teams. Yeah, no need to re- reiterate from my end. I agree with everything both of you guys said uh, with having with having uh, the Rams, the Seahawks. Seahawks, they do have an ability to go cra- crazy. I don't they have ability to be a one of the uh, elite and the uh, unfortunately the cards uh, <laughs> up 
uh, this is this is the part that I'm most uh, ranking in in the NFC West. This is this is very interesting because you have different types of keywords. On this with you. All right. Well, dang. Huh. You know this is hard. Yeah. To think just because. Yeah, it's not easy. It's thing. about what you're looking. It's it's about what you're looking for in QBs, kind of. And it's just like they all bring something different to the table. I don't think either, any of the QBs are slated to start are bad QBs, and I think they're all top half of the league QBs. Uh, all right. So let's rank them. I guess. Uh, who has a Super Bowl ring, and that's Russell Wilson. Um, you guys mentioned it as why you guys have him as the second best. Uh, why he had the Seahawks as the second best offense, and I mean, I wouldn't put them. Agree that Russell Wilson does have the ring, and he is the most efficient and has the best chance of making plays at quarterback position. So I'll put him at one. Um, for my two spot, I, I mean, it's a toss up between. Dang, yeah, it's a toss up between Jared Goff or Jimmy G. Um, with Jared Goff, I mean. When he didn't have Sean McVay, we saw the type of quarterback he was. But he has Sean McVay now, so you can't really talk in the past. Um, he, I'll put him, I'll put him at two. I'll put him at two, bro. Um, just because of what he has, and that is Sean McVay. And maybe that means he'll get all the audibles in his ear, so he'll be called to that quarterback, and basically having two quarterbacks on the field. But if it works, it works, and that makes him the second best. He'll produce in that role. Uh, Jimmy G being the third quarterback is not bad at all. He is, in my opinion, he can be an all-pro quarterback. Uh, hopefully he stays healthy and he puts it all together. And I think he he can do that. He has the right tools to do that, and he's a pretty competent quarterback in his own right. And then at four, Kyler Murray's there. I mean, and I don't think that's a bad thing simply because the other three quarterbacks are pretty damn good. Uh, Kyler Murray, I expect him to be a great quarterback in his own right. Um, like I said, being four is not bad, but he's just fourth on the list right now. Thank you. Uh, for one, I have to take the Super Bowl champion, Russell Wilson. I feel like I'd be doing him a disservice and some disrespect if I didn't. Um, for number two, is it's, it's definitely here is where you find, like, do you want to go golf? You can go, Jimmy. It's, I, I feel like there's no bad. I feel like they're they're both in the same conversation. I don't really think one does anything better than the other. Uh, we definitely have seen more from Jared Goff. But um, that Chicago Bears game made me realize that Jared Goff isn't exactly who I thought he was, and he showed me a little more of that in the Super Bowl. Um, Jimmy G, like I said, shows flashes of greatness, but then again, he also has those times where he looks very pedestrian. So we'll see more this year, but from what I've seen so far, I'll go Goff, then I'll go Jimmy G, and uh, I haven't seen anything from Kyler. So I'm I'm going to unfortunately have to put Kyler at four for now. I'm going Wilson one, obviously uh, Super Bowl Super Bowl winning quarterback. Almost had two costly mistakes. Should have ran the ball. Um, I'm going Jimmy G at two, and I think I'm going Jimmy G at two just based off of pure talent from what I saw before the injury. I think if Jimmy G was in McVay's system, they he would do the same, if not better. I don't know if Jared Goff without McVay is the same quarterback. Um, they are together and tied together now for the next couple of years, so it doesn't really matter what you you think Goff is. So I, I I'm going with Jimmy G at two, uh, Goff at three, and Kyrie. This, this this could change. 
the season. I could easily Kyler Murray up at two, just like I think he'll uh, be able to. Um, but right now, and like so, Kyler Murray rounds up at four, and I think that's going to wrap up the NFC West podcast. Uh, we have one more division to do, and then we're done. Uh, try to get that out before before Sunday's slate of games. And then we'll get into our regular NFL previews, um, weekly previews, talking about news and notes. Uh, shout out to Trent Williams. Hopefully you show up. Zeke, uh, Kenny said yesterday that Zeke, by the time we wake up, Zeke is going to get paid. He is back in Dallas, but he has not officially signed a contract yet. But we'll get to discussing more as the season goes on. But for Mike, for Micah, for LQ, we'll see you on the next episode. Peace. All right.